Turned off, turned off, what made her sick of grief? Was it your stinky breath, cause you didn't brush your teeth? Turned off, turned off, attention of a moth. Let's find what turned her off. How do you know moths have a low attention span? I saw it on the Really Wild Show. Hello, my name is James and thank you so much for checking out my podcast, Dad Mind Matters. Helping men to safely navigate family life without losing their minds. This podcast is the first in a four-part series about the biggest turn-offs in relationships for men to avoid. I set up this podcast because I wanted to create an online community that generally supports parents, specifically dads, and I suppose even more specifically, dads like myself who often struggle with their mental health. If that sounds like something you'd like to support, please follow my podcast, or if you're watching this on my YouTube channel, please hit subscribe. This is an article I read on www.marriage.com. For more articles like this, go and check out their website. I'm not sure if these dislikes are in any particular order, but if you're looking to find the one, or just want some advice about how to keep that spark alive in your relationship, it might be worth taking a listen for the next few minutes. So here are 10 of the biggest turnoffs for women. Turnoff number one, apparently women don't like poor footwear taste. I do remember once actually an ex-girlfriend of mine saying the one thing she couldn't stand about me was my horrendous shoes. Not because they were bad trainers, because they were horrendous colour. I think they were free, I think they were a bit cheaper than, and I think they were like luminous yellow and these really upset her and I was like, I can't see the problem, why is it so important? But apparently I think women can judge men based on their footwear and if you've got terrible footwear, it's not a good thing. And that can be sports shoes or work shoes or casual shoes, apparently shoes are quite an important thing. And sometimes, certainly when it comes to shoes, you don't have to spend an awful lot more to not have crap looking shoes. You obviously don't have to have the most expensive shoes, but I think it's important to look like you've made some effort and that your shoes aren't falling apart, like your trainers don't smell, they're not falling apart, they're not dirty. And the same can be said for any other shoes. And I think this is obviously, this is a big generalization, but this is something very gender specific. I don't think I would ever judge a woman on horrendous shoes. I don't think I care, to be honest with you, unless they were like, you know, covered in, covered in dog poo and s- smelling really bad. Um, I don't think I've ever really taken much notice in a woman's shoes. Turn off number two for women. Apparently women can't stand men who are pompous or cocky or arrogant. Apparently there's nothing less attractive than a man who's always praising himself. And I think actually on the contrary, you're much more likely to to win someone's attention or approval if you're if you're quite humble, maybe endearing. Not a doormat, you know, somewhere between a doormat and being arrogant is probably the balance. But I've certainly, for example, whenever I've had to interview people at work, interviewing someone who's arrogant just doesn't work, doesn't doesn't come across that well. Whereas if someone's quite humble and quite open and friendly and you know they're not they're not full of their own importance, that's a good thing. And I think a good rule is to never be telling other people how great you're doing. It's much better to show an interest in other people. And the praise you want to hear should come indirectly. It shouldn't come from you. Someone shouldn't hear how amazing you are from you they should hear it from either your partner or your children or your friends or indirectly that's much more impressive than someone going hi i'm pretty awesome and you've probably heard that i do all these awesome things that's only going to get someone's back up turn off number three selfishness 
And I think this is just common sense, whether it's a romantic relationship or a friendly relationship. Someone just being selfish never goes down well. So if I'm making myself a cup of tea, I always ask my wife if she wants a cup of tea. If I'm going to the shop, I always ask if she wants me to get her something. Basic stuff, just doing things for your partner is a good way to keep the balance. You never always think you don't want to be the weak link. You don't want to be the person who's seen as mean or unfriendly or selfish. It just is not going to work. Someone isn't going to want to spend their life with someone who is selfish. If someone was asked to describe you in three words and selfish was one of them, then I think you need to have a hard look at yourself and maybe ask yourself some questions about who you want to be. And how I think this manifests itself in life is by doing the things that you know a partner enjoys. So watching the movies you don't want to watch, you know, maybe going to the restaurants your partner prefers, listening to the music your partner prefers, just taking an interest in their job, making the effort. Because actually, I think certainly when it comes to being a parent, it has to be you and your wife, you and your wife against the world. It's you and your wife basically working together to support your children. If you're very much, well, I'm not doing that because that's not a job I do, or I, I don't do that, or I, I, you know, I don't do those, I don't do housework, or I don't empty the bins, or that's just not being a team player. And you can't be a team player if you have any element of selfishness. Turn off number four is insecurity. I think everyone has an element of insecurity. And I know this might sound slightly contradictory of what I said before about being humble and being slightly self-deprecating. A woman is always going to look to her partner and think, actually, is he capable? You know, if we go through tough times together, is he going to crumble? Is he a strong man? And that's not physical strength. That's mental and emotional strength. Is he going to be okay when things are tough? You know, life's hard enough. Am I going to have to carry him? Am I going to have to look after him emotionally as well as also having to look after my children you need to be with someone that, that you know do you know what they can look after their own stuff they can look after their mental health they've got coping strategies to look after themselves and also they can potentially be the strong one when I'm struggling especially after a woman's had a baby she might have postnatal depression that will be your time to step up and show her I can look after you I can look after our children I can step up take control and do whatever needs to be done if you're looking for her to stroke your ego while she's also breastfeeding and maybe in a lot of pain and not getting a lot of sleep that's not going to work and ultimately if you're very very insecure and very vocal about your insecurity but don't show any ways of actually finding coping strategies from my experience and as someone who's battled with his mental health on off since his teens I don't think people mind as long as they see well actually he's doing everything he can to improve himself improve his mental health he, you know if, if someone's doing everything if they're not drinking lots and they're eating well and they're getting lots of sleep and they're doing all the things they know make their mental health better if they're still having a tough time, well, that, that's okay. You're more likely, I'm more likely to help someone who at least is doing at least half the work. You'll meet someone halfway. People don't want to do all the work for someone else. If they're not prepared to, to step up and try and make themselves the best mentally and physically, you're like, well, why should I do that as well? Turn off number five, being insensitive. Being insensitive is, I think, sometimes just being a bit lazy or not taking the time to maybe just pause. I always think, you know, before you're going to say something, if it pops into your mind, say, is this useful? Is this helpful? Is this kind? If it's not those three things, then I wouldn't say it. I've made a massive effort to just stop myself from blurting things out because once it's out there and once you've said it you can't take it back and obviously this is a big generalization women have fantastic memories and you may have said something completely out of context that you wish you hadn't said years ago and that will be that's documented that will be stored and potentially thrown at you at some point just being kind if someone makes a mistake they will be more aware of that mistake than, than anyone else they don't need you to underline it for them if 
if there's something someone's worried about, they don't need you to also go ask, oh, I bet you're worried about that. Well, of course they are. Be part of the solution, not the problem. Don't add stress onto people. If you've got no good advice, say nothing. Most of the time, people don't want us to fix their problems. They just want you to listen to them. So basically, they can sound out the problem and actually come to a solution themselves. And according to marriage.com, another turnoff for women is unwanted pregnancy. This seems like a fairly massive thing. But I suppose reading between the lines, what I'm, what I'm getting at is maybe men's inability to take responsibility for their own contraception. Maybe kind of putting it on the woman saying, well, you know, I don't use contraception. And I think to an extent, if a woman, that's probably a, bit, a major red flag for a woman. Say, so, well, that's all fair enough. Maybe you don't want to wear condoms because it's not, you don't feel it's as sensitive or isn't enjoyable. It's, you're not the one that's going to have to potentially grow a person in your body and your life be completely changed. It's just a massive red flag and, and sign of selfishness. If a man's not prepared to wear contraception or says, oh, no, I don't do that, that's not good. A, for the idea of getting pregnant, but also STIs. It, it's not saying to the partner, I'm bothered about you. I'm caring about you. It's like I'm very much I want to get what I want physically. I don't really care if you get pregnant. It's not It's not sending out the, the sort of sensitivity. It's pretty flipping selfish. And turn off number seven, apparently women cannot stand it when men pay more attention to their phone than them on a date. Having grown up with a sister and being married and having a daughter, women make such an effort when they go out. Women make such an effort shaving their legs, doing their hair, applying fake tan. It seems to take an age. It seems to take a day to get ready to go out for the evening. Whereas a man can get, I can get ready in about three to four minutes. And that's have a shower, have a shave, brush my teeth, get dressed. I'm ready in about five minutes at the most. Whereas a woman, it seems to take at least four or five hours from picking out clothes, washing, conditioning, straightening hair, applying makeup, contemplating several different outfits. The effort it takes a woman to get dressed and ready, if you can't be bothered to then honor that by at least paying her all the attention on a first date, then there's not gonna be a second date. What you're saying when you're basically staring at your phone is, I am more interested on my social media feed than you. Well, that's a major red flag. My best advice when you're on a first date, turn your phone off unless there's some emergency reason that you have to have it on. If it is, have it on silence and speak less than you talk. Ask more questions, listen and really listen. And by that, I mean actually sort of refer back to something they've just said. If you do that, you ask women loads and loads of questions and take a genuine interest and don't keep looking at your phone, you might be onto a winner. And turn off number eight for women is men who talk about their ex all the time. If you're always talking about your ex or even just mention your ex, it basically implies you're not over your ex. And if you're not over your ex, then you really shouldn't be dating. And obviously on a first date, it's difficult to know whether you're going to potentially want to marry someone. But I heard it said that you shouldn't be dating someone you don't actually want to get married to. Because otherwise, what are you doing? You're like, well, I'm just with you. I don't really want to get married to you, but I'm having some fun. So I'm just coasting until something better comes along. If you're being completely authentic, then you would be like, I'm dating someone that I'm hoping I might marry one day, or I, or at least I can see a future with. As opposed to, well, you know, I'd rather be going out with someone than be single. Everyone deserves to be the person that is the most important person to someone else. If your partner doesn't view you like that, well, then you're wasting your time. And to an extent, they're wasting theirs. From my experience, what tended to happen is that after, if you don't mention your ex in the first few dates, it tends to come up and quite often a partner will ask you about your ex. And in the same way that when you go to a job interview, if you go to a job interview and slag off your old job or slag off your manager or say how 
you left it there because it was horrible and they're all dickheads. That's not going to be good. Someone's going to, well, I don't, I'm not going to work with this person because they might be saying these things about me in a few months' time. I think if you're asked questions about your ex, only say what is necessary and always be humble and polite because if you come across as bitter or angry, A, that's a major red flag, but it also shows that you're not really resolved. You've still got feelings for someone and a woman isn't going to be like, well, I, you're not over this person. I don't want to be the person that helps you get over this person or the person you're with until you get back with this ex-girlfriend. No one wants to have their time wasted. And turn off number nine is a controlling partner. I think this is a turn off for men and for women, but there's nothing less attractive than someone who is telling you what you should and shouldn't be eating, telling you who you should and be shouldn't spending time with, telling you what you should be wearing. You're an adult. If someone isn't prepared to meet you as an adult and respect and loves you for who you are, as opposed to trying to change things, then just get out of that relationship. We often tend to project our insecurities onto other people. So if someone's really trying to control you, it probably means they don't feel in control of their own life. No one has the right to tell you who you can see, who you can talk to, where you can work, where you, that's, that doesn't happen. And that should be an absolute major red flag. Even if they're doing it in a very sort of passive aggressive or very gently or very clever or manipulative way is kind of questioning your friendships or, or questioning your relationships with your family or questioning your job or questioning anything that has been established before you met. In fairness, if you're in a relationship and then you suddenly start having friendships with other men, then I think you'd be within your rights to go, um, what's going on there? I think that's okay. In the same way that if I suddenly started talking about female colleagues at work and taking a real interest, my wife would be well within rights to go, um, you're taking a lot of interest in another woman. I think, I think it's okay. But really, anything that is established before you meet someone, that's just who they are. If you can't accept that, then you can't be with them. And the 10th turnoff in this first of four-part series about relationship turnoffs is indecisiveness. Apparently, women cannot stand men who are indecisive. They want men who take action, who stand by their decisions. Even if once they've started, it may look like it wasn't the right decision. You want someone who takes control, is an action taker, has enough has enough confidence in their own abilities to do things. Where do you want to eat? What do you want to watch? Where should we go? It's annoying. And sometimes I think someone wants you to go, right, I reckon we should do this. What do you think? And unless they're absolutely massively opposed for it for whatever reason, then you want someone to to of lead things i think that's okay so just to clarify the 10 turnoffs listed in this podcast number one poor footwear make sure you spend a bit of money looking after your shoes two being pompous or arrogant is not attractive don't be arrogant number three being selfish take the time to look after your partner and put her first four insecurity we all have an element of insecurity but i think it's important for someone else to see that you are doing everything you can to basically work on your own stuff. That gives them the time to work on their own stuff. A woman wants a partner, not a child. People want to be in codependent relationships. Number five, being insensitive. In any relationship, be that platonic or romantic, being insensitive and unkind and not thinking before you blurt stuff out is a big no-no. Turn off number six, men who are selfish when it comes to contraception. Women do not want to have an unwanted pregnancy, especially with a man who doesn't really seem to be that bothered about them. Seeming to be not that bothered about whether a partner gets pregnant or potentially could contract some sort of STI is a massive turnoff. Turnoff number seven, a man who pays way more attention to his phone than his date. 
It's just really rude. And it basically is just sending the signal that I'm finding my social media feed more interesting than you. For anyone who's married or anyone who has sisters or daughters and has an understanding and an idea of how much effort women take to get ready, you should honor that by giving a woman your full attention when you're on a date with them. Turn off number eight if you're talking about your ex. If we're talking about your ex, it shows you're not over your ex. And no woman is going to want to waste their time with a man who's not over their ex. Turn off number nine, a controlling partner. It's just not attractive. If someone can't accept the things you do in your life before you got together, well, then the relationship is basically doomed. No one gets to tell you who you can spend your time with. No one has the power to tell you what you should be wearing, what you should be eating, who to spend time with. If you have friendships and relationships and there are and hobbies or things that you've been doing long before you met this person, that's none of their business. And number 10, indecisiveness. Women want a man who's going to take control. They want someone who knows their own mind and has the conviction to back it up with some action. I really hope you got some of this podcast. And as I said, I set it up because I'm trying to create an online community that really supports parents, specifically dads, and specifically dads like myself who often struggle with the mental health. If you have a question or a comment from something I discussed in this episode, please put it in the comments. I've also just written a book called First Time Dad that's now available on Amazon. It's a 42-week guide to pregnancy to help dads look after their mental health and help them to support their partner to the best of their ability. If you have a Gmail account and would like me to send you a free digital copy of that book, just put your Gmail account in the comments. Or alternatively, email me at mydadmissions at gmail.com. I'd happily send you a completely free digital copy. All I would ask for is you leave me a review on Amazon once you've had a chance to take a look at it. I hope wherever you are in the world, you're okay. Take care. Dad Mind Matters. Helping men safely navigate family life without losing their minds. Two podcasts every week week on a Monday and a Thursday.